Yeah, all those spider mites on my anus. Oh, no, let's not start with that. <laughs> spider mites on my anus? You don't want to start with that? I don't know. I don't know where else to start, but okay. Uh, all right, we can start with that. Uh, so, uh, how you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. Uh it's, it's it's Saturday morning. It's cold. Um, I have mm-hmm. I have a hoodie on and my hood is up. Is your um is your arm red and swollen? No, no, but I have but I, which one? I have I have four now. Oh, <laughs> uh, those are spider. Those are spider legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I got bit by a radioactive spider. Yep. And I have powers now. Okay. The only problem is like. You know, unlike the the comic and the movies, the the webbing comes out of my ass. Oh, does that make it harder to aim? Um, surprisingly, no. I've gotten really good at it. Especially <laughs> when it shoots from the wrist, right? Yeah, and it's like the the webbing is like um, like it's like a contraption. It's not like comes out doesn't come out of his body. Oh, it's not all natural. No, it's like a, a webbing made, like you know, in a, in a lab, and then he oh. just puts it on like these cartridges in his wrist. And then are you he... serious? Yeah. Are you disappointed? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so. Oh. Uh, you know, I'm so glad I never watched Spider Man. Now, in the Tobey Maguire movie, it 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 was it came out of his wrist. Yeah, it really it's, it really was his wrist. Yeah, it came out like yeah from him. Um, but you know, it should have came out of his ass. Wait, but didn't okay? So Spider Man did get radioactive. Something happened to him. Yeah, so Spider Man, his uh, he went, he went, he was on a school trip in high school, and they went to like this lab, and a radioactive spider bites him. Exactly. The next night, <laughs> the next day, he um is like feeling sick, or overnight he feels sick, and then the next day he's like changed you know he's like he has super strength he has you know the oh those are his powers yeah he could stick to walls you know i thought his power was the web no the web he he makes in a in a like you know he's like a a, a, like a whiz kid you know like he's a science kid oh so he just decides he's a spider no uh, well i think it's because he has like all the attributes of a spider you know that's a good point i don't i don't really but know if you don't why have a web, you're not you don't really have the attributes of a spider Does well, he, he can stick to walls no he can stick to walls he's scary <laughs> he he can lift like you know i think whatever the amount of times their weight that a spider can i mean well, you so know so can i uh, <laughs> spiders aren't that big Good point. Um, no, but I mean towards his weight. So, like, I think he could lift up to like ten thousand pounds, if okay. I'm not mistaken. But you, you make a very good point. That oh, thank you. Um, why does he, you know, say it's a spider? I mean, I know he got bit by a spider, but one of the biggest attributes of a spider is a web. So if that's yeah. not if that doesn't come out of him, then what's the point? Huh? <laughs> Ruined mind blown oh my god i blew the lid off the um this is spider gate i know let's just drop the whole impeachment i, I want i want the senate to hear this <laughs> it'll, Jesus. oh wow i was about to say it'll probably do about as much good <laughs> you're not and wrong then, i know but then i 
let's stay positive. But I, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I, I yeah. No, I, I think it has to happen. I just don't um, expect anything to move anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, because Republicans, that's obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all this season, we we kept pushing back this one particular book that we were going to read. And uh, we kept promising it and not doing it um and i mean we might have made like one or two promises i wouldn't say like we kept promising it i i think it was at least like the first three or four in a row it might have been <laughs> uh but it was south by south bronx by what's the author's name uh abraham rodriguez abraham rodriguez um yeah so we wanted to, this is our this is our baker's dozen episode a little capper on this season um episode 13 um we wanted to talk about that book because we we had missed it (laughs) you know the thing is it's hard to talk about full adult not not adult but you know versus ya like um adult length books on in an hour you know well it's also hard to um kind of find the time to sit down and read something at full like you know like lend a good chunk of time to yeah you know what i mean like so like when you have like a poem or a short story you could like bang it out in one go mm-hmm. now, obviously we're not going to bang out a book or like maybe 200 plus pages in one go so yeah you know it's kind of like with everything that's going on just with you know also with our you know you know, as I get older, I get ADD or my attention, <laughs> my attention span is really short for yeah. sure. Like, you know, I'm distracted by everything. Well, I, I guess, like, yeah, news alerts on the phone is not a helpful thing for distractions. No, no. I still, I still am always surprised by people who have those. Um, but I, I found this book particularly challenging because um, I, I think because I'm a, a pretty fast reader not not to brag uh but i i am a pretty fast reader um and this book it was kind of like uh it was cool because it used its its use of language was very poetic in parts and uh used a lot of um sort of interesting structure with dialogue where it didn't you know give you sort of standard official cues as as to this is what's happening Uh, so it took for me it just took a lot of concentration and it was like that like the the poems we read last week by tommy pico yeah he really had to engage with that too to get meaning out of it um but it would you know i can do that on a, a a couple of page poem but man a 300 page novel that just broke my brain yeah and it was 350 pages. <laughs> uh, I think I got, I, I finally, I got the, it, it was making me so tired. I figured out how to turn on the, um, the accessibility setting on my computer to get my computer to just read it to me. Mm. So, but then that's just a robot voice. It's not a person. <laughs> and so then that, that was fucking me up too. Um, but you said, so you were reading it with hard copy though, right? Yeah, I had a hard, I mean, yeah. And so you said there were like graphic elements to it that sort of made it easier. Uh, no, I mean there's like different. I mean, you know, he's trying to do like three things or maybe two things at once. Um, 
and one of them that he does is kind of like um the the font and text are different per character that's what it was and um and even like the the way they speak is different you know so what do you mean like just the the language like there's you know the like when the detective is speaking um it's very much like um very simple like um like the the font first is like a typewriter font like like how um you know like a police or any uh, uniform would uh make a report oh that's cool and then but also the language is very much like official like that as well but also you know at times uh it breaks down you know i i I, well i mean the overall thing is you know the book is basically um you know it's 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 kind of like written from like i think maybe three or four perspectives yeah um you know you have the young man who is kind of like trying to get through life he's like a good looking kid but you know maybe he's like 20s and like doesn't have much going on in way of like potential for his future but you know he's a ladies man he's also you know an alcoholic and works in a shoe store right um well it's kind of funny because it's like hard to tell what it's like the genre of the book shifts based on who the narrator is at any given moment yes exactly (laughs) yeah um it's kind of like i mean i'm not going to compare it like you know you know literary like acclaim or whatever or but it's kind of like how in um ulysses it jumps from um is it bloom i think and then it goes to uh the other guy i can't remember jesus i can't remember the names uh but that yeah there's different types of you know um that's that's the footnote guy that author it's uh wow why is my brain it's the irish author um joyce james joyce thank you uh and it's with what's his name like the guy who's um the main character is the one from is it daedalus is the main character i have no idea i refuse to read joyce and so basically (laughs) fair enough (laughs) No, no because like if you i just think the footnote like again footnotes if you want to do footnotes in like a in a shorter concept sure but like i just the arrogance of it the arrogance of having footnotes yes in a in a novel come on like where where you not only where it doesn't just add to it but you need to you need to refer to that in order to understand what's happening like it's just lazy it's it's like instead of finding a uh a structure that allows you to incorporate meaning into it. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I would read it and I would love it. But I, I, I when I, first- I mean, I don't, I don't think so from that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but I, but I, so I, I hear what you're saying, but my, my counter argument to that is we've read Shakespeare since like, early high school and there was no other way to read that but with i'm gonna let you in on a secret armando i don't okay. like shakespeare i don't either but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i but there okay so here's the but there is a difference so shakespeare apologists to some extent there is a difference between shakespeare which is actually written in uh, it, it's not quite um old or middle english you know it's it's 
I think it was, you know, written in the time period where it's, it's more accessible. It, like it's more comparable to modern English that we're able to get the meaning from it. But, mm. but some of it we're not because it, you know, it's like on a point of transition in the right. language. And so you, there's a difference between like literal translation and between someone just being like, I'm going to say something that doesn't really mean anything. And then I'm going to put a footnote 200 pages later so you can flip back and forth between it just so I can take up some more of your time. I mean, I like, I like, I like the geekiness of things like that. But wait, so, so can you give me an example of, of a footnote and why it's preferable to use a footnote than to incorporate it into the text? Um, because maybe it takes away from the, the rhythm of the text or the language or the way he's trying to write. Uh, I don't, I don't, <clears throat> I couldn't give you an example off the bat, but like, if you're, yeah, that's fair. if, 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 if I'm thinking, if I'm writing something and, um, you know, let's say I'm writing something that is culturally, maybe it's not very well known. So let's say like, um, I'm, let's say I'm writing a, a, a memoir for myself and I'm writing about uh pateles you know spanish dish yeah um you know i could incorporate it into the thing or i could you know put a footnote i mean it really is the writer's choice right but that's that's in a that's in a uh not in a piece of fiction like yeah but like like the um a lot of the like in, in a lot of like ulysses or you know he does reference irish culture that may require further explanation which you're correct you can do it in the text but it might take away from the from the text or maybe it's just like the editor was like you know you know you got to put something in there to explain this oh i thought it was more like of a habitual intentional device versus something that incidentally happened every so often Mm, isn't isn't there sort of an opacity to his writing I have to, I have to, I have to look at the text again. I don't recall. I recall yeah. footnotes, but I don't remember who put the footnotes there. Oh, okay. Who put the foot in the foot? Shubut, shubut. Um, yeah. Footnotes. Love it. Hate it. <laughs> Point. <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah. No, I it's funny because a lot of the things like, you know, when you buy your Nortons, um, so like, the whole thing like you know let's say um like the anthologies for yeah or even the um like if it's just one story so like i have like a lot of nortons um when i was in grad school i'd buy the nortons because they had really good footnotes but they also had like literary criticism about it in the back okay and then like so i have one like for mary shelley's frankenstein which is like i really like that book but like um it's just like it's just filled with like footnotes where you just where you just like oh, I'm tired of these footnotes. <laughs> I'm so tired. Well, like I'm just gonna read it now. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as far as like the idea of, I guess it's just hard for me to wrap my head around the idea that it's it would be disruptive to the flow to add the explanation. Hmm. But at the same time if you put a footnote there and you need to know what the footnote is to understand, then you're saying, read this, stop. Like mm-hmm. you are, you are disruptive. It's already so disruptive. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you. What they really want is like a, a continuous circle back of start reading it, go to the footnote, read the footnote, read it again. 
and you know rinse and repeat i'm not, i don't know it 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 just it just seems very strange in a non it it seems strange to me in fiction to do yeah. that um like it's one thing if you're if you're reading say like uh you know like say with your example with pastelis like if you if you throw in something but then you could have just a footnote on the same page yeah well yeah i mean yeah footnotes sometimes well it depends on the book right sometimes footnotes are on the bottom and sometimes they're all the way in the back right yeah i don't know what dictates that to be honest with you i don't either i don't either but i guess i've always had a degree of hostility towards it you really do i really do but so okay so this book the south by south Bronx, <laughs> there there again though was a it just there was a degree of now i feel like it just sounds like i'm just a lazy reader which maybe i am no i mean we're all lazy readers well there's well, there's a difference between reading as a hobby and then reading like for school totally you know what I mean? And like, you know, you'll go the extra mile for work or school. I mean, when you're just sitting there, hey, I'll get to it when I get to it. General interest. But even, you know? Yeah. But I guess I always felt, too, that even 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 with sort of, you know, more classic works that, <clears throat> excuse me, like there's if there's not sort of a visceral level of enjoyment that you can have in reading it, then that doesn't really mm-hmm. do it for me. Like if there's not like sort of some joy in just being in being able to engage with it like i mean i feel that way about art in in museums too where if i need to read if i if i need to get close enough to read the little explanation on the card to be like oh that's what they're doing then i don't think that's a completely successful piece of art mm. right uh huh yeah that's a good i mean i yeah so like you know when when we would like in in college and we were learning um you know like later on to just to kind of become oh my doorbell <laughs> hold on one second okay. so swa went down to get the batteries nice i think they're batteries i ordered batteries <laughs> batteries for batteries? what no. what are they my salt shaker it's coffee oh Oh, uh, you got a lot of stuff coming, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, Amazon. We they love us. <laughs> they're they're like, um, they don't even. Yeah, they just. All right, you guys. They actually you- now start asking if like if we order stuff that seems like something someone would order on the regular. They're like, hey, two months ago, <laughs> do you like, need it? Right. They're like, do you need it? New salt shakers every month. Well, <laughs> I bought like uh, pink sugar sugar pink salt yeah salt but it was fine it wasn't like coarse but so it needs a salt shaker ah this is like the woman who swallowed the fly what like it just all leads to something else yeah you know that story right yeah. she swallowed a fly and you, then you eat a spider and then you eat something else and yeah exactly <clears throat> on that um that british pottery show i was watching like a month ago no they... footnotes for that by the way <laughs> <laughs> their uh one of their challenges was to do um matrushkas what is that is that the uh russian nesting, nesting dolls, dolls? Oh, okay but yeah they didn't i mean they didn't have to just be dolls but they did need to fit within one another okay and so um one of the contestants did that story 
mm-hmm. like so she had each each animal within oh, cool. each one yeah she kind of messed it up so that it didn't it didn't close uh-huh. that was like the that was the challenge was that if you um if you didn't make every piece the same shape yeah like she could have done the thing where you you make them all the same shape and then you paint um yeah. but she was sort of sculpting each one too um so it was really challenging but it was it was such a cool idea oh but then she she left the cat out oh she got yeah she got stressed out and she like she missed the cat and the the judge who you know was so sweet but also super blunt was just like oh come on You're, (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna you know do this high concept thing do it right um yeah but, but it care, was a, it was a really cool idea no it is a cool idea that's that's really cool i mean i'm sure i'm sure she's super talented and doesn't need asshole judge telling her <laughs> <laughs> well no it was kind of cool because he's so like he was he was the guy who would like cry when they're when the pottery was just right like he would pick it up and just immediately be in tears he'd be like the weight it's perfect mm-hmm. um but then he also just would be super blunt of like come on don't mess this up do it right um yeah i was thinking with uh the amazon stuff like i i you know how people do dry january or veganuary yeah. mm-hmm. i was i i've been thinking for me it's gonna be frugal february mm. just to kind of like slow my roll a little yeah, yeah yeah uh so you know just i'm just thinking like maybe maybe no non-essential purchases like just things like cat food um food do you need utilities do i need cat food yeah i don't and this little (laughs) monster doesn't either (laughs) oh my god uh she she tried the mongoose move again this morning it's like stop eating plastic bags it could be a saturday thing you know i think it is either that or she needs like whatever nutrient is (laughs) in the plastic bag yeah she needs some yeah some something artificial right yeah yeah um oh oh yeah so what i was gonna say is like the footnote to me um kind of is like when you are when you're studying or like when whenever we would begin a, a period in literature um we would learn the whole historical um, like the, everything that's going on at the moment. So if you're studying like <clears throat> Elizabethan, uh, that time period, you know, you need to know the, the politics, the history, the players, um, what's going on. And then you, when you read the, the text coming out of there, you know, specifically like a Shakespeare or a Marlowe, um, you kind of know, like the thing you, well, it's hard to really know, but you have some, uh, foundation for, the text you know what i mean if that no, makes any say sense. that again say it again so like you in order to like let's say you're learning you know it doesn't have to be um elizabethan uh time period let's say you're learning about the 1920s yeah uh u.s literature um so it's you know prior to, to reading any um any fiction from that time period you learn the historical yeah. what's going on in history uh, to get a better understanding of what you're about to read, right? Like to provide a context. For exactly, it. Yeah. and I, and I think um, that's kind of what the uh, footnote does, but very, very, very like you know, not very matter of fact, not you know, not an gotcha. overall view, just regarding that one thing, which is why I never really hate footnotes, but I do 
I, I, I share your like frustration with like, oh, I, for me, it's like, oh, I, I don't know this. And it's kind of like, you know, hindering my shit. Because sometimes a footnote doesn't resolve my questions. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. sometimes like, oh, you've actually now might have made this worse. <laughs> um, so I don't know. <clears throat> oh, well, so maybe, yeah, maybe there were, <laughs> maybe there were a lot of reasons why, why this, this book was challenging, but I do think it was, it, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's a very interesting uh, concept that it starts with, which is like the first chapter is a, um, a young woman, you know, running away in the middle of the night in the South Bronx and just climbs up the side of a building and uh, until she finds an open window and then climbs into bed with this guy, like takes off her dress and climbs into bed with him. And so then he wakes up. The next chapter is him waking up in the morning. And because he's a blackout drunk, he's just like, oh, where'd this woman come from? Yeah. And, I mean, pretty far fetched, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then there's sort of like you know film, and then and then there are it you know it's sort of like a crime story, and it has all these film noir elements. Um, and then there'll be random parts where like he'll just start talking about, like there was a chapter where he gave one after another, um, gave sort of summaries of different women in history. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that yeah, what he's talking about um what the actress, I can't remember her name. Then he talks about another Marlene um, Dietrich? Was that I, one? It might have been. I can't recall. Yeah, he yeah, it it kind of gets There's two there's another thing going on on another narrative where he's talking about the the Puerto Rican art like scene. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because two side characters are Monk and Mink, who are one is a writer and one's an artist. Right. And I think the writer is himself, I believe, the author. And I've been trying to find out who the artist is, um, but I couldn't um, track that down. Uh, and there's a lot of um, there's a in Latino art is weird because it's one of the things is that. Um, Puerto Rican art is usually kind of not combined with Latino art for some weird reason. Yeah. And Oh, okay. Um, and I think, I, you know, the thing about like, and I don't know if I'm just speaking for myself, but Puerto Ricans aren't really, don't really get lumped into um, like Latino culture. And I think possibly because it, you know, they are American citizens. Okay. Uh, and I think there is a disconnect there. So they don't feel the same um, kind of like, um, you know, hatred because of, I mean, they, you know, there's different types of, you know, hatred or, or different types of, um, they're not stigmatized by their citizenship. They're stigmatized by being another, you know, regardless. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just different. And I think that when usually when people think about Latino, they think of, south and central american art yeah you know which is why in grad school i had a re- not a hard time but it was always like oh well it's chicano literature and it's a, you know other types of literature usually people think latino a lot of it's just mexican 
Sure. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, in like South, you know, South America, there's like all these countries, right? I mean, so, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's like a buttload of countries. Of countries yeah, it's a whole bunch and very different, you know, you know, in each one. Right. Yeah. So it's like um, with similarities as well. But I mean, sure. it's just fascinating that, you know, what, you know, even like in, in academia it was like, oh, well, Chicano, of course, it's Chicano. And, you know, when you start going, specifically when you go out from Chicago out to the West, it's like, oh, yeah, Chicano. Yeah, Chicano. No, what about, you know, and I had, you know, briefly mentioned some of this last week or two weeks ago with regards to Pinheiro. It's like, well, what about, you know, you know, Puerto Rican literature, you know, even now or like Dominican literature, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, uh, moving forward as Dominicans become more assimilated, they're kind of getting now the the puerto rican treatment you know mm. uh where you know they're not citizens unless you know they become citizens or they're born here but they're there is i think there might be the, i think the stigma actually might be um island latinos versus that's what i was gonna say south and yeah i mean because you're a, literally physically separated from yes yeah the mainland and you know then they're cubans which you know cubans um <laughs> Is is Chicano like is Chicano um just a synonym for Latino or Hispanic? I mean the we I mean, I know the Latino Hispanic thing that those why those aren't really synonyms, but like as far as just general usage, is Chicano Chicano like, is uh Mexican. Oh, okay. It's a Mexican you know, it's a Chicano. Um yeah, it's that's like kind of their, you know, how like uh, New Yorkans call themselves New Yorkans. Chicanos are Chicanos. I'm, I'm sure there's a deeper history than I'm providing. <laughs> okay. And if our friend Ricardo wants to, you know, yell at me later. <laughs> I mean, does Chicano mean Mexican, like Mexican American, or or just Mexican? Uh, it's, I think it's Mexican American. Okay. But once again, I, I I I could be mistaken, and if anyone wants to correct me, I gladly take that. I remember my teacher in high school, I do not, not know why he told us this story, but like mentioned that he had referred to his girlfriend as Chicano and she was mad, mm. but maybe she wasn't Mexican. Maybe. Or... Maybe she was white. No, she <laughs> I, I'm assuming she wasn't. Uh <laughs> She's like, why are you calling me Chicano? She was Japanese. <laughs> he didn't know. He was from Flint. He'd had a lot of that water already. Who knows? Oh. When, when did that water start being bad? That's a good question. I don't know. I gotta read um, about that. Yeah, I think it's still bad. Um, which... <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is, that's a crime. I know that they're actually trying to prosecute the former, I think, governor or mayor. Yeah, there. Snyder? It's something like that, yeah. So good on them. Um, you see, there should be accountability uh, for things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I read something this week that kind of like broke my brain. Um, I guess that's my big phrase this week. Um, I Sometimes I just look at the front page of Reddit um and like over the years i've had different subs that i check out but you know lately i'll just look at the front page every so often yeah and there was uh a thread this week from the ask reddit sub mm -hmm. about it was something like what are 
what are dark events in history that don't get much attention? Mm-hmm. Oh, did I learn some things? <laughs> things that I have never. It it's just so frustrating to me that, like, as someone who I mean, I have a minor in history, and I'm not saying that I ever delved into it in an academically serious way. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I worked in I worked in history museums, and you know, so my focus was always more American history, but. You know, but it was within a global context because it could not be, you know, for the eras that we were talking about. Um, Like, you can't talk about colonial America without talking about global history. But at the same time, like, it's just funny that as someone who actively tried to learn about history, there's just all of this stuff that there's no way to find out about. Mm. I mean, I mean, but now there is because of the Internet. So that's great. But it's just... um, I don't know. It's shocking. And, and I've, it's making the sort of like talking about accountability. It's, it's really sort of, I wouldn't say shaking, but it's, it's making my, my thoughts about like the, like what justice is and what mm. an individual person's role is. Mm. I mean, just role as a human being, I guess, right. more than, more than within all these different little social units. Because I felt pretty okay with that before. <laughs> and now I don't, I mean, I don't know if, if like, if justice is ever possible given the horrific things that people do to one another. Because there's, like, the idea of accountability is just sort of nonsense. Because I, I don't, like, how could you, how, there, like, there just have been so many things in, that continue to happen that are so wrong that you can't ever make them better. Which I don't, which I don't think like absolves yeah. of the responsibility to try. Yeah, but oh, I I don't know. I'm, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if it wasn't for you know historians like Howard Zinn, I mean, you know, a lot of the you know who, who started like a whole. I mean, I don't know if he started, but he's you know, in my opinion, someone who kind of like started highlighting a lot of the hist- historical moments that weren't highlighted. You know yeah um and then like a lot of people you know younger historians who you know as i think as you know academia becomes more you know well-rounded with people of color um you start learning about i mean you know there's there's a reason why the um you know the 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 massacre on the massacre on black wall street you know is now recently you know being highlighted more you know yeah um and you know it's there's just um there's people who want to learn about their own history because they're at marginalized groups and you know we you know just think the thing that this country has done to anyone who is just slightly different you know yeah um there was that podcast that um that i had listened to about um it was i think during gay pride and the things that were done to gay men in this country is is yeah. is, is horrible you know th- you know things it's and it, it's fun it's not funny but but it's i i say it's funny as a you know as a statement but it's we don't even have to go that far you know there were reports recently that they were sterilizing women at the border yeah you know, and, yeah. and where's the accountability for that? And that's something we can actually work on right now. 
Right. And it's our, and it's our country so we can talk about it. It, it. Not we can talk about it. Like we can we should be able to address it. It but then it, I don't know. I guess like there were just there were so many examples. I mean, there were huge amounts of things in in that thread that were about America, but then there were so many mm. so many other things globally too where uh I don't know. <laughs> Our, just our, uh, I'm not. I'm not giving any examples, so that it's not. It's not helpful that I'm just. No, that's fine. Know. I mean, but like, okay, like uh, <laughs> I, I knew that. I knew that there that the Nazi experimentation, um, the, you know what what they called medical experimentation, did yeah. you know end up with, like that the uh, sort of the gross anatomy experience experiments that they did mm-hmm. on people, uh did end up being in some, you know, like contributing to our current medical, um, like when people go to med school, they're getting books that include information that the Nazis found through their, you know, horrific experiments. Right. I knew that, but I didn't know that, um, that Japan was doing the same thing. They Mm. had a thing called unit 731, I think, or 713. Uh, that they, you know, were doing stuff like grafting plants to people and mm. all, just any, anything, any kind of thing that a, like a diseased brain could come up with. They were just like, let's try it. Why not? Right. It just, and, and science so, run amok. So, okay. So I already knew about the Nazi thing and that, that was upsetting at the point where I learned it years ago, but that was fine. Not fine, but like something I'd come to terms with. Right, and, right, right. And then uh, now, okay, so Japan did it too. Okay, that's that's awful. And then on top of it, like both of both the Nazis and and the Japanese who were involved with this, we gave them immunity in exchange. The U.S. did in exchange for getting the the information. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not getting my hands dirty. That's that's like that's like using uh, other countries for like um, what they call them black sites, so you can like torture people, right? I yeah. mean, oh yeah, that was one. That was one of them too. Yeah, like when, I'm not getting my hands dirty. Yeah, Jeez. well, just just like oh well, it it happens. So, I mean, and the thing is, so yeah, so then if you want to have the discussion about you already did it. Mm. The information is there. So that's sort of like what I had thought about in the past with the with the German stuff was it they did it. What are we gonna do? Pretend we don't know that stuff, you know, because of how it was acquired. Like right. that it's disgusting. But the thing is there and I don't know if there is, is there a discussion of that in medical schools? <laughs> if that's where the information comes from in within this context, like what is the Hippocratic Oath and like what you know like how do people make how do doctors make decisions like why do they why do they need the hippocratic oath like why do you need to have an oath that says don't hurt people and well so- I, I i mean i think one of the reasons or how a sick mind would justify that is the same way that you know you see police officers are able to um, not use certain physical violence against white people. However, you would use against uh, people of color because I think they don't regard them as people. Right. 
And I think you can maintain your Hippocratic oath when you, when your subjects are just that subjects and you don't regard them as human beings. But even like in that story we read earlier, the, um, was it Williams, Car- William, Carlos Williams? Oh yeah. The, um, the, doctor? Yeah, yeah, the, the girl, the little girl. Yeah, where, you know, the, the doctor, the girl had diphtheria, and or he suspected she had diphtheria, and she wouldn't cooperate in having her throat examined. And so he ripped, you know, he pried her mouth open with a silver spoon. Um, and, you know, he he applied a, this use of force that, that's what it was called, right? Yeah, use of force, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that... I mean, I don't think I think he did view her he viewed her as a human but he you know but he still went ahead and did it because the because the power was there like it was it was complicated but yeah but he was gonna like I don't think that the Nazis working on you know or the Japanese like grafting plants to people are, are doing it for the good of the people no where I, where I think he the doctor in the story did it for the be- her best interest if you, you know what i mean he, yeah well at least yeah he started that way but then he gave in like that's that's part of the bigger discussion in that story right is that he he could have done it differently he could have walked away he could have de-escalated the situation and he didn't because it felt better to dominate her he he totally got off on you know on using his authority in that situation it's funny how you read it that way. Isn't that what I I thought we both said that? I mean, yeah, but now that I'm reading, you know, a couple of episodes later, I'm thinking <laughs> I I'm thinking how perverse that sounds. Now that you've been held down and vaccinated? <laughs> it was <laughs> Imagine imagine, okay, imagine if a guy the size I know you did not need to be held down and vaccinated. That was a joke. But like imagine imagine You know, if, I don't like needles. I, yeah, who does who does but imagine like if so as part of the everybody needs to get vaccinated that the people who didn't do it if you were one of them that like a guy the size of a rock the rock came and held you down to vaccinate you i mean i don't know i might like it it's yeah it does sound hot <laughs> it sounds a little hot i'm not gonna lie uh oh the rock's coming <laughs> yeah he can, can vaccinate me anywhere he wants you know what i'm saying not 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 um not to be funny but if, if the rock did come <laughs> oh, let's not do that no no right. if the rock if the rock did come like this this six foot five i i'd probably be scared <laughs> yeah yeah i just so like yeah if somebody who who could who definitely could physically overpower you like like yeah, his 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 right arm is like the size of my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Just okay, just that the broader discussion of <laughs> like medical ethics that the information I like. So the dark things have happened, uh, but then like let's talk about them. Right. Like, let's let's actually have education. Let's have education include what really happens instead of, instead of trying, like, I'm obviously yeah. with little kids, you can't start with like, Hey, so <laughs> this Japanese guy was trying to graft a squash to somebody for no good reason. You but, know, Karen, it sounds like you want a footnote. 
No. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying is it shouldn't be the footnote. It should be the discussion. Like it's not enough to it's not enough to teach the A, we're not even teaching the real events of history. We're we're teaching like level one when you could just go ahead and say, like, okay, there's two more paragraphs. And then we need to talk about the implications of all three paragraphs. Mm. That's all. I don't know. I know. I, I totally understand what you're saying because you're. We have all these things that we um, celebrate, but you know, I think they should be careful how they're celebrated. I mean, all I was taught about World War II in school was, you know, that like we we opposed the Nazis, and you know, we we didn't get there in time for Anne Frank, but we sure tried. And, (laughs) you know, like we went and saved Europe and they resent us for it, but we saved them. I mean, no one talks about like (laughs) storming the beach. So like thousands of kids could be bullet catchers. Yeah. I mean, the, the plan was to rush the beach to basically distract so they can attack from the back. And then... We're gonna lose a lot of people, right? <laughs> yep. I yeah no. I mean, history is um is it is you know it's whoever gets to write about it, whatever is taught in the schools, and it's never right. <laughs> and, you know, there's there's so many. I don't know. I I I wonder how. You know, this time period is going to be reflected in the history books. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I and I don't even mean like, yeah, I mean, it's the whole package, right? I mean, you have four years of Trump. You have this 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 base that's getting angry and angry. It has been angry since 2008, let's be honest. And even before that. Um, and then, you know. If in the next in the next, you know, 10 years, if the wrong people are in positions of power. That that insurrection or whatever on Capitol Hill will be a celebration. Right. You know, which is fucking ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, you know, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't. Well, um, I mean, if we just look back to the civil rights movement, all I learned about in school was Rosa Parks and mlk but not not really him just this was the outcome everything's okay now yeah so yeah it'll whatever happens well you know it's it's they'll just pick you know who the like who the sort of heroes are yeah and that's that'll be it yeah i mean yeah keep it nice and clean No, it's funny because like the, I mean, the celebration of like that whole thing is like you know it never gets discussed that like it was all planned out, right? You know, like they had a plan for her to do that for Rosa Parks to do that, right? And uh, to me, and like it, the, it wasn't her that it happened to originally. Yeah, it wasn't a spur of the moment thing. Like yeah. you know, it was planned out. The boycott was planned out. Everything was planned out because if you discuss it, that you know these people of color had a plan. Then you have to acknowledge that they're pretty damn smart, right. <laughs> not just a few. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you the, know, and like, anything about black people having a plan makes white people nervous because it goes back to the like slave uprisings. 
Yeah, true. Like I that mean, was, yeah, that was the main thing was to keep them from talking to one another and communicating with one another, you know, so that they right <laughs> couldn't overthrow the balance of power. Yeah, which is why, you know, which is why things like Black Lives Matter scare people, you know, yeah. some people, you know, it's it's any yeah, any type of organizing. I mean, you the Black Panthers, I mean, if you take anything away from the Black Panthers, that you, you you would swear that they're violent. Um, but you know, they provided, you know, lunches for kids in the neighborhood. They provided, you know, education. They did things that were at, that the government wasn't doing. Yeah. You know, the young Lords too, on, on the, on the Puerto Rican front, like, and other, other, other mafia, activist other, groups, what, the mafia, the, 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 yeah, the, the mafia, the drug cartels. That's, that's what they do. They provide infrastructure. Right. And you know, when the government's not doing it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was Al Capone that like provided clean milk to the schools. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, that's the failure of government, you know? So when everyone's talking about, you know, smaller government, what you're talking about is criminal activity. Right. Exactly. All you're doing, all you're doing is like leaving a, a vacuum for other people to step into, because if there are needs there, they're going to be filled by somebody. Right. I mean, you know, in New Jack City, you have Nino Brown handing out turkeys in Harlem. I mean, and he's considered a savior, but he's also at the same point killing half of Harlem with, you know, crack cocaine. Yeah. Um, I'm also not being an apologist for these drug, for these crime organizations. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying this is, this is what happens. I'm not, just to be clear, I'm not saying it's a good thing. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, oh, that's I, admirable. But I, I, I wouldn't equate uh, the Black Panthers with, like, mafia and drug cartels. Um, but I do know there's a violent history. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's a counter to what's actually happening in society. So Yeah. And maybe everything is. And, you know, I don't know. Who knows? I, I just wish you stopped. I thought you know, we were going to solve this them. season. We didn't? Oh. Oh, we yeah. just did. Yeah. Oh. Problem solved. Look at that. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it. Um, I just had to ask you a question. In our show notes, you had a real estate <laughs> for a beautiful house in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Oh, it's Walter Mercado's. Oh, is that his house? It's for yeah, sale. His house is for sale. Yeah. He died last year. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. If not last year, it'd be 2019. Yeah. Have you, I, I couldn't remember, like I, you've, I know you went to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to PR on vacation recent, like a couple of years ago, but had you been there much before? Uh, I've been to Puerto Rico a total of three times. In okay. My life. <clears throat> That's about it. When, like, when did you, when was the first time that you went? Hmm. That's a good question. I went probably when I was, I, I would have to be four because my dad was still around. Okay. And we, yeah, we went and I remember, I, I really remember s several things. I remember being scared to sleep in the mosquito netting. Yeah. Like the bed was covered with mosquito, that mosquito netting around it. For uh -huh. some odd reason that freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> uh i remember going to oh i remember meeting my father's father 
and my aunt on my father's side. So like my aunt who was his half sister. Okay. Um and it's funny because Wait, and you went with your dad or you went with your mom? I went with my mom, my dad, and my sister. Okay. And I remember that um all of my so my father has about seven other half brothers and sisters with my grandmother. Okay. And they're all um they don't look like they don't have the same features as my dad. Okay. They're all like a little bit lighter and um like their hair is a little like red or blonde. Okay. But then when I met my father's sister, half sister with his dad, mm-hmm. like they had the same like jet black hair. They had the same like, you know, very similar features. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I wonder if she's still alive. I don't yeah. Know. I wouldn't even know where to find her. Did you, was that the only time that you saw that side of your family or? Yeah, it was the only time I met my uh yeah, my grandfather and my aunt on that side. Yep, that was it. Once that was it was we were done. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like was it was it I mean, I know you were really little, but was it cool to see people who looked like you? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's it, it's it's always cool, but like, you know, um it was just cool to like um from what I remember, it was cool to like hang out with my dad. I, it was like the only time that I thought it was cool to hang out with my dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he didn't seem like like the biggest fuckhead in the world. Oh, was, was he usually? Yeah, he either was, you know, usually not around or he was just, you know, shit, shit faced, drunk and slightly violent. Uh, um, So this was like the only time where like he seemed like a normal human being. Okay. Um, How did he hold it together? Was was he just not drinking because it was a trip, or it was cocaine? No, uh, I <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know. Maybe he huh. was just happy happy to be around his family. Yeah. Or happy to see his dad. I'm and, not really sure. And I don't right remember. Now. Was he was he um, first generation uh, in New York, or was like- no? He was born there, so okay. I would be, I mean, on his side, I guess I'd be first generation. And my mom was born here, though. Okay. Do you know Um, how old he was when he moved here? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, like, I I just think that, you know, um, just, you know, situations uh, being what they were, um, you know, going to war, um, Vietnam. Yeah. And just, you know, all of that mixed together just doesn't make for a good uh, recipe. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, like, it's like I said, it was it literally was the only time that I, I, I actually have, you know, maybe one or two good moments. Mm. And that's maybe about it, maybe three at best. Um, and that would be probably one of them. Okay. Um, but, you know, I'm trying. Yeah, I was really scared of that netting, though. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't because it's. I don't know. It did it make you feel trapped? Maybe, but I'm not really claustrophobic. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I literally like cover my whole face when I sleep. Like, like I want to be covered. <laughs> oh yeah, you love the blackout curtains, right? Yeah, I, I need. Yeah, I, well now since we don't have that, I just take the um, I take the the blanket and just cover my eyes with it. <laughs> 
Or if I have a hood on, I'll just cover my, I sleep with a hood sometimes. Yeah. You face it, you face it forward. Yeah. I just pull it all the way down. <laughs> or I should have said that I, I, I put the, the hoodie on like a, like a straight jacket. <laughs> that's what, sorry. That's what I meant. When I said <laughs> forward. Yeah. You're like, that's, that, those are your pajamas as a backward yeah. hoodie. You think this house comes fully furnished? <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Walter McAllo's house. You think it comes fully furnished? Oh, that house. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You'd be like, I mean, it's a beautiful house. It's a beautiful house. Yeah. Would you ever like want to meet up with those those folks again or whoever's left if you went? I don't think there are many people left. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they? Didn't they have kids? Uh, well, who on my your, your family? Well, my 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 grand my father's father is he passed. My father passed. Uh, I don't know how many are left on the other side. Yeah, uh, the seven. I know. Do you think you'd feel any connection with them if you if you no, them up? no not at all no no nah. I don't know. I had this. I might have talked about this on here before, but um, like I I never felt much of a connection with my extended family because my like my dad was so old and he was third from the bottom so like most of his uh brothers and sisters were gone already and then my my mom had gotten like uh sort of estranged from her family because she and my aunt had argued with them over an inheritance issue with a with another her with my great aunt their aunt um so like I just didn't see you know, sort of extended family all that much. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after my dad had died, then a couple years later, my mom and I went to like one of her aunt's funerals who she had, you know, she actually did have good feelings about. And I, we went, we went to the funeral and then I don't remember that part of it that much, but then, you know, we went like to a, a luncheon thing afterwards. And I was just like, there are 20 women here who look exactly like me. <laughs> like oh my god this is like these are my people like these are these are this is literally where i came from every single woman here looks exactly like me it's like a a clone shop It it was insane i was just i was just like oh my god this is i like i am not a person without a country like this is i came from these people um I just, yeah, so I just wonder if like it would be if you if you met now that you're a fully formed person and you know like if you met people around your own age like maybe you would maybe you would feel something different about uh no I mean yeah because yeah I'm not really close maybe to my it would father. just be awkward you know yeah it's just like my father's side we're just not that close uh my mother's side like I'm cool with my cousins okay. You know, we're, we're all like, you know, we, I mean, we don't talk as much, but like, you know, we're all pretty cool. Um, cause I'm cool with my uncles on my mother's side. Okay. So, but, um, yeah. Oh, and also ask me if I kept in touch with those people. No, I sure didn't. You didn't need to. Aren't you all like a symbiote? <laughs> like you're all connected somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're like some weird, like you all plug into the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all have the, a power strip. That's like this, um, this is a superhero, right? He, um, he can make, um, he can multiply. He can make copies of himself. 
Uh, and then once, so he'll send all these copies out and they'll do things, whatever. And when they all come back into join into one, he'll literally like retain all the memories and everything of everything that everyone else has done. Hmm. Uh, and then there was just one storyline where like one, um, copy went rogue. Okay. And started like, you know, you know, doing shit on his own and didn't want to come back. So, um, is um is that you? <laughs> is that you? <laughs> is that you? Are you have you gone rogue? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, is that Shaggy? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> that's no, that's a cool idea. It was it was making me think about in um in the Dune books. Um I think it's maybe it's the third or fourth one. Uh probably the th- it's the third one there's like uh they've been i think the third the, there you have the first book and the second book within like 10 years and then the third book is 150 years later mm. and that whole time they've been uh they've been creating clones from the cells of the um <laughs> how do you describe him sort of like the hired gun of the main character. So mm-hmm. like, it's like they brought back his bodyguard mm. 150 times and then he would, he would die. But at the, at the end of it, the, like the current version of him, uh, they find a way to where he gets the memories of all of the versions mm. of him that have existed. That's, a, I mean, that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting concept. Uh, yeah. I mean, is that like overload, you know? Yeah, I mean that would make you. I would think that would make you psychotic. <laughs> yeah, I I, yeah, I would say that because it's just too much. Specifically, like you know the the highs and the lows, right? Yeah, <laughs> I just fucking sit there, cry, and just, <laughs> just sit there and shake in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, speaking of that, no, not speaking of that. I just speaking right. of crying in a corner or the highs and lows. It's like, I, I, <laughs> what seg are you going to? I know, I know. <laughs> uh, this is our this is our final episode of season five. It's five, right? Well, I'm a little. Cons- that was like a very aggressive question. <laughs> <laughs> five. I'm putting it on you. I believe it's season five. Yeah. So there's going to be a season six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and details will be forthcoming. Uh, you know, we really haven't decided. We may take a little break or we may be back next week. So don't. We haven't up. decided. Um, don't us for the stability in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. Uh, the, well, I'll tell you what. If, if we do take a break, it won't be as long as last time. It won't be a cancer break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hopefully, it won't I be. Mean, a, it better not be. It better not be. It better not be a COVID or a cancer break. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Those aren't as fun as like dance breaks. I mean, if, if we broke out into dance break, I, I, I might be um, on a break of my hip or something. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's going to be a hip break, Sonny. It's going to be a hip. Ah, Sonny, I can't do it. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's been it's been fun. 
I've actually this this is although I just said don't look to us for stability. It is you know doing a weekly thing is nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's fun. It's fun. It's always fun. It's I I kid. Um, I kid. I kid. I kid. Uh, I I just um was uh, distracted. Uh, so you know I have the um the Amazon like the the Alexa with the screen. Yeah. So like it, it's always like flashing, you know, either you know uh, recipes or like um, like news headlines. <laughs> and I got distracted by that lady, the crazy one from the Congress. Oh God! And I, and I and one minute of just seeing her face, I got like slightly enraged. <laughs> yeah. And it really just distracted me from the whole, from this whole thing. <laughs> Oh, no. this, is, this is why I get like vaguely offended. Like the way I feel like when either you or Brian gets a news alert when we're talking, it's like yeah. you would think that uh, it's like a it's like a woman or man being offended when their partner sees somebody else walk by. I'm just like, don't be distracted by that. No, I know it just was right there, and 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 and, and <laughs> her fucking face, and it's God, she needs to go. Yeah, did you watch the video of her chasing that kid down? Uh, I heard, I heard the audio. I didn't even watch the video, but I mean, uh, I, it's um, it was so great though because she has she's not very tall and he's super tall, and so he just walked <laughs> away from her. Yeah, I mean, you know, kudos to that kid. Like, you know, yep. don't don't engage. Um, it's you know, yeah, you know, it's it's you know, it's, yeah, I I, I don't. As a, as a parent and, and as a human being, um, anyone who, you know, just chastises and says shit to other parents who lost their children, yeah. you can go fuck yourself, like, big yeah. time. Um, anybody yeah. anybody who calls for violence against anyone, honestly, and it's, but particularly against other, you know, against members of Congress, you're not, a, you, you can't do that. You gotta go, and I I really do think that the um that the gun permit laws should not apply in federal like in governmental buildings like you should not be allowed to carry into a government building. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that she is going to probably be the one that um leaves, but I think they should get rid of them, all of them. The yeah. other one too, the Bobert. Um, Bobert. Which I didn't even like someone she like said she um tweeted at that kid too, and then like somebody came at the defense of the kid and was like, "What's your excuse for not graduating high school there wasn't a um there wasn't any shootout there or something like that <laughs> apparently she didn't graduate high school oh, really yeah, so um not that that should you know you know that's not an issue, it's more along the lines of um you should just shut the fuck up." <laughs> That's really where I'm coming from here. And it's funny and 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 I'm not going to get all political towards the end, but it Oh yeah, we I, never do that. It's something um so you know um AOC tweeted to um Fatneck uh Cruz um <laughs> oh, I, saw I would that. I'll work with I would work with you but you like try to have me killed. Mm -hmm. And like something like that sounds so like hyperbole. But she's no. not fucking wrong. <laughs> no, it was so specific. She was like, "Sure, any but anybody but you, since you tried to have me murdered three weeks ago." Right. Any 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 time anyone would would say that, it would just sound so ridiculous. 
but she's not wrong. No, <laughs> like, it happened. Yeah, and like, I, 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 no, she she ain't wrong, and there should be there should be accountability. You know, accountability comes from the top. It comes from leadership. And if, if leadership gets away with it, everyone else gets away with it. Yeah. Um, because what there's no recourse for anyone's actions. And, and, and right. then I can, you know, then what's... You're asking me to have accountability for stealing a loaf of bread because I'm hungry. But you don't have any accountability for putting me in this predicament because I'm hungry. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Um, well, and even on a more, um, you know, sort of pedestrian level, just because I guess I always come back to looking at government as a job, mm -hmm. the people who hold those positions, that's their job. And so like this whole game that, you know, like with Paul Ryan and that, that cohort under when Obama was in office, um, it's, you know, they, this is where their obstructionism has led to. Mm -hmm. Because you, if you really aren't going to go and try to work with people, then you're just, you're not actually trying to accomplish anything. I mean, right. they are, they, there are things they're trying to accomplish, but they're not trying to govern. And so they're not they, yet. They're not doing so their like, job. Eventually, like you do get to a point where they, it's not just like that thing where you can have a relationship with a coworker that goes from like civility to like, okay, we're, we're just not going to talk. Mm -hmm. That's awful enough as it is. But now we've got people who are like, you, you have to worry about literal physical violence yeah. in the workplace. Like, it's not just like, oh, Republicans and Democrats, we can't, you know, reach across the aisle. It's like, oh, yeah, there's they're across the aisle with a gun. Yeah, I, I how mean, are you supposed to debate exactly. how are you supposed to debate policy when you're like, oh, they're going to shoot me? Yeah, no, I. I yeah, any other uh, company, any other workplace has all these workplace violence issues yeah. um, and people have to get medically. Sometimes people have to see a, a psychologist prior to returning to work. Yeah. Um, and that is not uh, enforced in, in Congress or the Senate or like these high level positions where that really should be a factor. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand because, and then just to go back to it in that case, and why, why are companies adhering to these rules? Right. You know, what's the point? Where, like, where are the regulations? Yeah. I don't know. Well, also the one thing that really hit me that I, I saw or read in an in interview with that, the, that kid uh, from Parkland, David, that she was chasing down mm -hmm. in that video, Marjorie, what's her name? Yeah. And, uh, he he said she made a point of of saying from the beginning that she had that she had a permit to carry and that she carried a gun with her and i knew it like it's a threat right that's the like there's no reason for her to say that unless it is it is a threat so that then she thinks she can like intimidate me into listening to her or you know responding the way that she wants and i and he said and i just think well if they shoot me they make my point so mm. I, I can take that risk. Right. Um, but yeah, that the whole thing with the guns, like it's to intimidate people. It's not about personal safety. No, it's never about like the, I don't even, yeah, I don't, I don't see the point. I, I, I say this like what's what, why you go, if you go into target, what's the point? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. you're, you're, what do you think is going to happen? Like, it, you know, it's to create a power imbalance because you're too weak of a person to walk through life without, you know, like a deadly weapon on you. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's one thing for someone to have trauma and, 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 and feel need that protection. Um, I don't know this woman's life from my, from my asshole, but, um, but then you don't get to be a congressperson. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, like if you can't, if you're, if your PTSD is so severe that you can't walk into your place of work, right. whatever that is, without a weapon. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, like I agree. unless you're a bounty hunter, like you don't get to go. Right. No, I, no, I, I agree. Like, I just like weapons are tools. There's a time and a place for them, but it's not Congress. Right. Also, she doesn't like. Anyone who's who's a who is a a, a survivor of, of of trauma that you know feels for their safety normally not all the time don't wouldn't be so. Is that what her story is? is I don't know. No, no, I don't know. I'm just trying to find moments of justification for people to carry a weapon. Oh, you know. So I'm thinking like maybe a woman who uh, was raped or something, and you know. But at the same token, I stereotypically I don't see any victims of like serious trauma like bad mouthing other fucking people with serious trauma <laughs> like right. you know what i mean like unless it's a complete disconnect that i'm not aware of i don't know her story like i said but um the, i was just I trying just to think of we're not we're not um we're not off the grid like we're not like you're if you if you feel like you if we really have come to a place where people feel the need to individually be able to protect themselves with violence then we're not living we're not living in the society that we're actually in right now you know like that's not the social contract is that you're you know like if you get violent with people even in a small way there are consequences and so the idea that like why is she participating in the system if she's saying oh also i'm going to not participate in the system by having the right to shoot people in the face whenever i feel like it yes like, like it's do one or the other like go right 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 like go live on a compound where there's nobody around you in the middle of the desert if that's the way you need to live like if you can't play nice with other people and you need the right to shoot them then stay away and don't and don't reap the benefits of being part of our society and my fucking tax dollars you know uh-oh preach <laughs> whoops I'm just, I'm just saying I know. I, I, I hear you. I, hear you. I, I just don't understand. Like, participate or don't. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, this all boils down to. I mean, we're, we've gotten to the bottom of the pot where all the nasties are, right? I mean, that's what I think we've gotten to. And this is just a matter of, you know, just fucking terrible. Like, this is the outcome of privilege on a level that, you know, shouldn't be or shouldn't exist yeah you know it's like oh i can walk around and do whatever i want i think it must have been so i keep thinking this it must have been so attractive in the civil war era to say we can literally create a line and put this kind of people on this side and this kind of people on the other side and it'll just work out you know, like how if like that thing they always show on old sitcoms where like a parent puts a line <laughs> in the kid's bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, we'll just physically separate them. 
yeah that's gonna fix it but now like i keep thinking about that of if if we were actually uh, you know all the all the property in financial issues aside like if we were actually going to separate people um are like are there people in the middle still is that where the problem would lie you know like i i always get confused by swing voters because things seem pretty clear to me but um like is it are there actual moderates who would be like oh i don't know yeah i i would imagine well i think I think someone who's a moderate is someone who's not that engaged, right? Because I, I, I think, <laughs> and that would maybe that's. Can you imagine how uncomfortable that was for people? The like, you remember how many people like recently would be like, "Oh, I'm not political." Yeah, I'm not political. Like, can you imagine during the Civil War being like, "Well, I'm not political," but uh, we got it. We but you know, Bobby got killed in the war. Like, our son's gone. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think some people just, like, I don't want to get involved. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I think some people are like, well, I don't own slaves. Totally. And, uh, That's you know, like. you know, it's, <laughs> I, I wonder about, like, people who are like, well, um, it's the people who are like, I don't own slaves or I guess the equivalent of, of people today who are like, I'm not racist. Yeah. No, but I'm still fighting with the Republicans. When I when <laughs> I worked at the Living History Farm in uh, in Kentucky, that was that was a big part. Like the the people who were who were from there, who uh, were on my staff, that was a big part of what they talked about. Like, oh, well, the people here didn't own slaves. And, you know. Because, but it was because they were poor, right? Right. It wasn't because they, you know, like their what? Who knows what their beliefs were about the like superiority of the white race? Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they and they still sure benefited from being part of you know the system as a whole. Like again, it comes back to that. But you are part of this country, right? I mean, you are there's a from it. There's a huge Venn diagram that that probably could be created <laughs> yeah you know between like yeah you know i don't know i don't know what the center would be but yeah it yeah but, but you also you know you didn't see me trying to kick out obama over drone strikes so i've got no you know i've got no leg to stand on or not closing guantanamo or letting the flint shit happen it's obama's fault that flint happened no, but I think that he could have done a little bit more. Oh. Um, I don't even remember when. I watched his Michael Moore thing. It got really into it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Michael Moore, specifically in Michigan, that's like his. I yeah. think he's from, is he from Flint? No, he, uh, yeah, that's, so the teacher that I just <laughs> mentioned earlier, he was from Flint and he actually had us watch Roger and me in uh right. write a paper on it and then in my the town that i'm from is near a town where uh i don't know if it's a vacation home because that doesn't really work with his image but where uh he has a vacation home and i actually like was in like the cafe where i would do all of my work in like my homework in college he came in there a couple times when i was in there 
Yeah, I mean he's Buku Rich. I mean that's not. Uh, yeah, Roger Moore is. <laughs> let's not. Uh, let's yeah. not. You know the same thing with like you know Bernie Williams. You know Bernie Williams, Bernie Sanders, and Bernie Williams is very rich too. The, the former center fielder for the Yankees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know that would yeah, be he, a, that would be a good um, Freaky Friday movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there aren't that many famous Bernies. There's weekend at Bernies. Yeah, Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. You don't want a freaky Friday with that Bernie, though. I mean, if you want to rest, <laughs> party. <laughs> I had a party with uh, Andrew McCarthy and the other guy, Jonathan Silverman. <laughs> there are times, though. Like, th- remember that time I took a a couple years ago? I took a nap at Brian's in Brian's room when everybody was in the next room having a party, and then you and you and Tracy came in and woke me up, but like it was, it's nice to sleep in a room where everybody's having a party next to you. So maybe that's what it would be like to Freaky Friday into Bernie. It's true. Did me and Tracy come in and go, "Hey, champ, you're okay?" No, you came in like I think. Oh, I think you got the Kermits that Ricardo had and like did said like creepy things in their voices until I woke up. Oh yeah, good times. <laughs> When you could play with a man's puppet and not worry about COVID. That's right. Oh, <laughs> those were the days. Oh boy. Well, so this is this is it. Yeah, for this now. Is, yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely a dozen Baker's dozen. Yeah. And uh, all right, so we will um, definitely come back next season. The <laughs> delay won't be that long. Yeah, and just wait for it. Wait for it. 